On today's episode, we've got one of our most popular guests back who is one of the most knowledgeable people I know about how to grow your brand on social media, especially with influencer marketing. She's gonna give us the latest strategies that have helped her grow her apparel brand to seven figures of sales without a single cent being sold on Amazon. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon world. And we've got somebody who hasn't been on the show in a little over a year, and she's not an Amazon seller herself, but she's got some strategies that are very relevant. Last year when we had her on the show, I was getting emails and messages for months talking about how much they appreciated her information. And so we wanted to bring her back to get the latest strategies, especially having to do with social media. Celine, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you for that intro. Now, this time we're not, we don't have a, a video a podcast, um, so we, we don't get to see your, your cat's cameo appearances on <laughs> yeah. the show as, as it would uh, walk by, but, but we're going to, maybe, maybe we'll hear a meow uh, over the audio here or there. Yeah, probably. But anyway, Celine, we're very happy to have you because you're probably one of the most well-known people in our space that talk about influencer marketing and, and how to grow your brand on Instagram. Guys, if you want to get her full story about how she pretty much went from zero to become the uh, you know the, have the largest swimwear company in Vancouver, Canada, growing it through Instagram, make sure to go back and look her up on an older episode of the Serious Sellers podcast and you'll be able to to get her whole backstory but we'll we'll go ahead and fast forward now and and I'm just curious first of all on on how your brand has grown what have you done in the last year since we've uh, caught up with you yeah so last year when I was talking to you we had a lot of um people working as contractors and um you know just freelancers helping me out and I was still kind of a one-man show with like um, a part-time girl here in-house and then now we have 13 people on the team within a year so we grew a lot and honestly because of the pandemic um, you know as sad as that is happening in the world but the truth is that did help a lot of e-com businesses not just me grow their brand exponentially because all the eyeballs are online now and people are not going out shopping and you know during the pandemic we really tried to put out content that is organic and relating to our customers including like a 14-day you know workout challenge that we put out and we would post it on our Instagram every day and made people participate that to win prizes stuff like that and we were doing a lot of IG live with um influencers or just with like fun people like bartenders you know like how to make drinks at home so we really try to put out content like that and I feel that really helped us you know be engaged with our customers um, especially during the initial lockdown back in March okay well let me ask though about about that industry though because you know obviously I think there there are some industries that people uh, are positive what happened during coronavirus like if you had an airplane neck pillow company, you, you probably are, were hurting pretty much most of 2020 
because people weren't flying. Now on, on the flip side, if you had like a, some kind of product that, you know, what was a DIY kind of kit at home or puzzles for adults or video games or things like that, that everybody was doing from home. You're like your, your business skyrocket. Now swimwear, I don't know like what, what I would think about that because like, I mean, weren't most like public pools and, and, and beaches and things like that closed. So, so what happened as far as demand for your product went during, during COVID? Yeah. So to be honest, um, we've made a switch, a shift, I would say, from focusing on swimwear to fitness apparel since our last um, ah. talk. So that honestly was probably the best decision that I have made. Um, swimwear is still a huge part of our business, but it has slowly decreased. Now it's about 20% of our revenue. That being said, our revenue did. Um, how much more do we do from last year? I think like three or four X from last year. Um, wow. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of that volume is coming from fitness apparel. But in the summer when things were starting to open back up, our volume of swimwear went up a lot again. Um, but, you know, and then now we're going back into the lockdown here. So swimwear revenue is going down again because no one is going anywhere. So I'm definitely mm. super thankful that I made that decision before the pandemic even happened. And we made that shift and focused a lot more on fitness apparel. And, you know, when people were at home, they wanted to, you know, try their best and stay fit and be healthy and take care of their wellness. So um, us using that angle and, you know, really telling that story helping them how to, you know, work out at home conveniently. And we also launched um, booty bands for at-home workout, like an equipment during the pandemic. So that really helped boost our revenue as well. So what prompted that that switch then for you even before? I mean, I, if it happened after the the virus started, then it's obvious why you did it because you could probably see the handwriting on the walls like, oh, man, you know, fitness is going to, is going to blow up. We better make this switch, but you're saying you decided to do that even before. So, so what, what went into that uh, thought process? Because we're in Vancouver and summer is really only, I would say like July and August, June, it's sunny, but it's still like really cold, like 20 degrees. And you can't really like wear a bikini and, you know, go tan in like drink, like 20 degrees. So I was thinking, and I was like, you know, like I really want to have consistent revenue and being able to do all the launches and restocks and sales all year round that I want, you know, without having to worry that this is a seasonal product. So we started really pushing fitness apparel. And um, even though the margin is less than swimwear, I was like, I can do way more with fitness apparel and um, we can reach out to way more influencers on Instagram. Because a lot of influencers, believe it or not, actually don't want to post in swimwear, especially in some of our styles that's more revealing. They were like, oh, I'm sorry, like this is not my vibe. But the people that are willing to post the swimwear might have more male audience in their Instagram, which is not what we wanted. So I was like, mm -hmm. okay, let's make the switch and focus on fitness um, and see how it goes. That's that's great. Uh, that's great advice. You know, um, I think. Anybody who has an e-commerce business should have that kind of insight and be, you know, don't don't put a, have all your eggs in one basket and and you know look at trends and 
and, and kind of, uh, you know, it might not have been exactly for coronavirus, but when you start looking at your your business as a whole, you're able to get ahead of things, you know, even before, before you knew, uh, before you knew like why, maybe why you did it. So th- this is like a important thing that, that, you know, like it, we have the project X case study that we did, you know, imagine if we only did like a coffin shelf or, or something like that, you know, that it's not, you're, you're limiting yourself when you're, when you are just, you know, so laser focused with your brand. But if you take a, a wider approach, you can expand out your brand and you can, it can help you grow faster. You guys just heard some of Celine's numbers of how much she has grown. And she still though, hasn't sold on Amazon. Celine, what's going on there? Like, you're like, are you like, just like determined to say, Jeff, we don't need you. Or it's just, you're so, you're growing so fast now without it. You're like, Hey, if it ain't broke, why fix it? Or what's going on there? Um, it's funny you mentioned because um, last week, last week I had a call with someone in Amazon. They reached out to me via email, and I think um, their little team in Amazon is um, focusing on apparel. So they found my brand on Instagram, and um, the team leader like emailed me and then was like, "Hey, like you know." We're looking for more brands to be on Amazon. That's apparel, and we found yours, and we love it. And um, basically, they wanted to offer me, like they would help me on board and help me set up my listings and help me set up my PVC and everything for free for a whole year. And they would expedite the registration process and everything. Um, and they would like their team would help me out with everything. So, so I've been like thinking for the past week, and I think I'm going to do it. And so maybe next time I'm on the podcast, we can talk about that. So yeah, I'll keep you updated on how that would go. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, I think I think I know uh, about that department. Um, I, I had actually talked to them about you originally. I, I don't think it's probably. I, I don't think I can imagine that uh, they they contact you directly just because because of me. But anybody awesome. out there, it there there's this secret department that if you're if you're a big baller like like Selena is, they'll they'll, they'll find you. But maybe if you think you're flying on the radar, if you guys are doing like uh, six to seven figures a year off of Amazon, there's this like secret department that is willing to like onboard you for a year and and basically give you account management and things like that. So hit me up on, on Instagram, uh, h10bradley, h10bradley. If you're a big brand out there, you see how I'm trying to grow my Instagram? Yes, is, is love this that. Good, is this, okay, <laughs> all right. So fo- follow me on Instagram, guys, and, and and slide into my DMs and I'll, I'll connect you with that Amazon department. Anyways, uh, Celine, we're, we're, I wanted to talk today about mainly about influencer marketing, maybe a little about uh, a bit about IG Live and some of the the changes that have happened to Instagram over in the last year. Now, yesterday you were actually one of our uh, guest presenters on our quarterly Helium Ten Elite workshops. That's the those are the workshops that we have for our uh, highest level of of membership of Helium Ten. And so you gave a lot of advanced strategy. We're not going to go completely in depth because that there was some just ridiculous stuff that uh, that you know might break people's podcast uh, phone that they're listening <laughs> to on or or their car radio because it was just so amazing. So we can't go into depth. Those of you who are elite members, you guys can see that on your dashboard. But we're, we're going to kind of uh, go into some some actionable strategies that you talked about uh, yesterday and th- that apply to any level of Amazon seller. You know, the people in our elite group, they're mainly like seven, eight, and nine figure sellers. But these are kind of things that I, when I was listening to it, I was like, wait a minute, this this would apply even to somebody starting off and, and a lot of people who are uh, into e-commerce. So the first thing that I wanted to ask you about that I remember from your presentation yesterday was some of the, first of all, the reasons 
why somebody should consider influencer marketing like when they have an Amazon business, when they have a, a brand. So so what are like the, the three or four main uh, ways that influencer marketing can help grow uh, a brand or, or the, 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 the main types of influencer marketing that can help? Yeah, I would definitely say that, you know, the strategies apply for brands that are like at any level, even if you're just starting out. And a few of the important things that I would say that influencer marketing is helping with a brand is, first of all, social proof, because, you know, when an influencer is posting on their page, um, they have a lot of influence on their audience and on their customers. And whenever they try your product out or your services out, they're actually giving a, you know, a real testimonial. And because they have this connection with their audience, they are having this effect on your potential customers and in turn that's social proof also you can repurpose their content and post it on your page and that's also social proof for people that are following you that haven't bought they would see that oh like this influencer is is wearing their stuff or like is using their services like this must be legit and it must be good quality so it provides that extra social proof and also brand awareness is super important Um, because like I said, influencers, you know, they may be small or they may be big, but they will always have influence on their audience. And by you working with them, they are helping you reach more people, people that you could have not reached maybe through like Facebook ads or other channels. Right. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, And also, is, is there anything else? Yes. And, um, I would say like targeting, precise targeting, um, is important you know, making sure that their audience aligns with yours and reusing their creative content. Um, A lot of influencers we work with have creative like TikTok style try on hauls or like unboxing stories, all that we can repurpose and use it on um, Facebook ads. Excellent. Excellent. Now, you mentioned there, I'm glad uh, you agreed with me that, you know, that influencer marketing can can go to to people of any level. But where I think the the differentiation would come in is kind of like the level of of influencer. You know, like, hey, if you are just starting off your brand for coffin shelves uh, and you're, you know, planning to sell 10, 15 units a day, you've got a small budget, you're probably not going to go after, you know, Kylie Jenner. Now, if you're some big brand like Revlon or, or something like that, you're, you're probably not going to go off a, a, or, or, or go out and try and get somebody necessarily with with 200 followers to to be your main spokesperson. So what I love how you had like different classifications of of the influencer. Uh, can, can you talk about those those kind of like levels? Yeah. So the first one would be like zero to 10,000 followers. Now, for me, usually I wouldn't reach out to people under 10,000 followers just because where our brand is at like right now um, before we would just because right now we're almost at 200K. And if we're working with someone that has under 10,000 followers and other people see it, they might think that, oh, like they're just giving out their free product to, you know, whoever. So I don't have to buy it. So we didn't want to have that come across. So we are fairly picky with people under 10K. But for a lot of smaller brands, these people are amazing, especially around the 5,000 to 10,000 follower range. They wouldn't charge you. You can just send them the free product. And um, if these people have, you know, around 10% engagement, and they usually do in that range of um, following, 
it would be amazing for a business because these people connect really well with your customers and um, they see it's they see them as a friend using your product and you know people trust their friends opinions and um, suggestions right and um, the next tier would be micro influencers so from 10k to 250k uh, they usually charge around five five hundred dollars 50 to 500 dollars um, and then the next tier is 250 to 500k which is the middle tier influencer they charge anywhere from 500 to maybe uh, like 1500 and two grand depending on the influencer some maybe more um, and the next tier is 500 to 1 million I call them the macro influencers you know they're getting to that celebrity status but they're not quite there yet um, these people can be from 2k to 3k uh, and then the last one is obviously over 1 million celebrities and these people charge anywhere from like three, four grand to $250,000 a post. Wow. Now, how, how do you know what's right for you other than just, you know, like, well, obviously I can't afford to, you know, spend uh, $50,000 uh, on, on a post. Like, is, is it a matter of what you can afford? Is, is that all you're looking at? Or, or how do you know which, which, who you should go after? Um, I, I made a mistake in the beginning when I was starting my business, um, paying just basically anyone that I saw on Instagram and not really negotiating and not really looking into the insights and see if they're the right fit for my brand. And I was just kind of like drawn into that influencer marketing world. And I was just like, oh, like, you know, they post other swimwear brands, like they must be converting. And that's just the biggest mistake that I've made. And um, that really restricted our cash flow. And I had to like put in more of my own money at that point just to pay for stuff. So definitely don't make the same mistake that I did. Um, but for us now, usually per campaign, for example, if a product launch is coming out, we would set aside, let's just say like five to 10K of budget and paying influencers. And um, what I usually do is now because a lot of influencers are growing a lot and um, the older influencers that started, you know, back when Instagram just started like 20, 2016, um, they're now over 500K. So they are way more expensive. So we usually find influencers that are in the micro tier. So anywhere from 10 to 250K, we usually like to work within that range. Occasionally, we would try and find someone over 500K um, but I find that people that have a smaller audience are more engaged with their audience and their audience trust them more rather than seeing this influencer as a celebrity. They're like, oh, they must get paid to say this. So we like to yeah. work with people that are smaller. Okay. You just, the, the way my mind works is, is it goes all over the place. Uh, but, but you just made me think of something right now to, to ask you. But uh, I know in the last couple of years, possibly since we, we talk, like, rules have changed on different platforms as far as how, you know, how, or it just seems to me like how much people have to disclose. Like, I'm just like, you gotta like paste it all over that this is a, this is an ad and there's like these little subtitles that even come up. Hey, this is a paid advertisement. So just in general, what are some of the things that have changed over the last year or so 
as far as requirements of what you need to disclose when you do do this this paid ad like do you is it different from platform to platform or or every single one there there's a standard like you have to disclose in the, in the description that this is a paid advertising or what do you have to do to make sure that you're not going to get in trouble with the platform you're on um for instagram for any like paid advertising you're supposed to add like a hashtag ad at the end of your caption and um I've, i'm sure you've seen on some influencers um right under their handle where the location is it would say like paid partnership with and then it would be a brand and you can click on the brand and, and it would lead to the brand's profile so those are some things that instagram has implemented and we have played around with um to be honest because we work with a lot of smaller people they're not as picky you know it's not like a set rule that you have to do this it's just like highly recommended so the smaller people that we work with like they don't really care they just want free product so they just organically post and they won't like hashtag ad at the end of the caption and they wouldn't use the paid partnership with um, the brand on their under their username so i think that's more organic for us and that's why we use smaller influencers but bigger influencers that we work with um, they would tag us in the paid partnership with and that is also a cool feature because you can actually directly access the influencers post and see how the post performed so if they tag me in the post and they tag me as a paid partnership i can go into the post that they posted to see like how many people it reached uh, how many people saved it how many people commented um, and how many people followed me from her. So that's a really cool feature. Um, but I think that's more applicable to influencers that are maybe over 100K followers. Um, I haven't really worked with influencers outside of Instagram. We have a few YouTubers and TikTokers, and none of those have anything specific because we usually do gifting in mm. return for um, posts or whatnot to make it more organic and they usually would just say like yeah hey like vita pearl sent me these as a gift and this is how i feel um wearing them and yeah okay makes sense now the next i think logical question that that people might have is okay this is great you know i'm getting excited about about uh you know influencer marketing now where in the heck do i find do i find somebody you know the, the do you suggest using those kind of websites where people pay to be on there and then they connect you and then they get a fee or something if you pay them or or do you just find them yourself or what's the best strategy there? For us, um, we're still finding influencers ourselves on Instagram, on YouTube. So for Instagram, you know, you can find a lot of influencers on Explore page or even your competitors. You can see who they're working with and um on Instagram, if you find someone you like and you look through their insights and you're like, okay, like this person is going to match my brand messaging and brand image, um, there's a little arrow under their profile and you can next to the follow button, you can click on it and there's a bunch of similar profiles that'll pop up for you. So we kind of always just like scroll through all of those and see if they're a good match and reach out to them. So that's been the best uh, method for us. Now there are platforms out there where you know you pay a fee and they have their own database of influencers and you can see all the influencers data and insights on the platform you can reach out to them talk to them on there um and just basically it's like an all-in-one platform 
Um, one I know it's called Grin. Uh, we didn't use it because whatever we're doing now is working really well for us and I didn't want to pay the extra fee. And these are not cheap. So for a brand that is starting out, um, I would recommend you know doing it yourself organically. Look on Instagram, look on YouTube, search up keywords like, oh, um, for example, we go on YouTube and we would search uh leggings try on haul and we would find the youtube creators and reach out to them um same thing on tiktok we're searching like hashtags or um trying to find certain trends or on for you page you can find influencers that way okay so what's your criteria i mean because everybody in their mind they're an influencer and there are bona fide influencers out there you can just tell by their, their number of followers but like how do you know how do you narrow it down to decide who who works for you? Like, first of all, how do you make sure that they've got a, a decent following? It's not like one of these people who may be paid an outside company to to balloon up their their follower numbers or or, or basically what's some of your set of criteria on choosing these influencers? Yeah. So a few tips that I um, keep telling people to do is um, one, I would actually go through their posts and then click on the likes right now um i think for a lot of profiles you can no longer see how many likes they get um but as a business profile i can still see how many likes people get but um in my personal uh profile and some other accounts you can no longer see how many likes they get so it's really hard for you to even say that oh this influencer has a five percent or ten percent engagement because you can't even see how many likes they have um so that's getting tougher but what I would do is ask them to send me screenshots of their post reach, post impression, post likes, um, post comments, see how many they get. And I would also personally click on one of their posts and click into the likes and scroll through the likes just to see if they look real. And this takes like maybe like five seconds. You scroll really quick and you just see that if they're real or not and how you can tell is by looking at the profile picture and if it's all accounts that are like no profile picture or just like a random profile picture, then you would know that those are fake likes. And um, if I see a lot of those, that's a red flag for me. I wouldn't work with um, the influencer. And another thing I ask them for is their follower insight to see, you know, the percentage of men and women that they have in their following and the location. So like Canada, U.S., It'll tell you all of this and it'll also tell you the age group. So, for example, um, you can click on women and it'll say, you know, 50% is 18 to 24 and then 30% is um, 26 to 35. So those are some really important metrics for us in terms of seeing if their following is fake. Um, I don't really look at that anymore because Instagram's engagement has gone down quite a bit, you know, when back in three four years ago when we are posting everyone's getting like 10 to 20 percent engagement and now everyone's getting like maybe one percent or not even so it doesn't really matter to me if their following is real or not um their following number doesn't matter to me what matters to me is how many likes they're getting um and you know if they're engaged and real or not okay now I think a lot of Amazon sellers out there, 
you know, have heard through the grapevine or, or, or they've seen stories about how much influencer marketing, you know, can be beneficial. And, and so, you know, I probably made a couple of assumptions here that, that people are interested in this right off the bat. But uh, let's just say there's somebody out there listening who is still not convinced. They're like, okay, this is all great. This is great information. But like, I'm, I'm just not sure like what the potential, the real potential is uh, out here. So like, can, can you talk about a couple of examples of maybe your own company or, you know, one of your cli- your uh, clients that, that you help them with uh, social media outreach and things of, of where either your brand or another brand has dealt with an influencer. And this was kind of like what the, uh, what the campaign was. And then this is what happened from it. Like, this is what came out from it. Just like get people excited about the potential and so that they understand that, hey, this is a good ROI kind of uh, endeavor that you can be on. Yeah. So yesterday um, in the workshop, I talked a little bit about this platform called Like to Know It. It's um, it's a social media platform and you can download it on your phone. Basically, it's an affiliate app. So the influencers that are on Like to Know It, they um, get a commission from the brand that they're tagging. So one of the example is one of our clients um, sell amazingly on Amazon. It's skincare. And one of the influencers from this app, like to know it, actually bought their product and posted it on her story for free and posted a swipe up link. And um, it drove them $40,000 in sales within a few hours. And they like almost sold out. And um, so it was crazy. And so we were like, what the hell happened? Like, why is the sales going up? And then we found out that she posted. Um, we we didn't reach out to her and she just, you know, found them on Amazon and on the app. So this is a really good app for Amazon sellers because the sellers are not paying the influencers the commission um, Amazon is. So it doesn't take anything out of your pocket. So what we've been working on with the client afterward is, you know, finding more of these influencers on like to know it and talking to them and um, getting them to directly drive sales to Amazon because that's what they're good at um, driving sales to Amazon. And how these influencers make money is by making commission, mostly they from Amazon and some other brands like I think Nike, Lululemon, you know, those brands are also on the platform. Um, but I've seen maybe like 60 to 70% Amazon products on the app. And there's a lot of categories like home products. They could just take a picture of their living room and tag the pillow, the couch, everything in that picture. And if someone clicks on the product and buys something from Amazon, they make a commission. So I know that influencers that have a great following on like to know it are going to be converting. So that's um, one of the examples. And another one is uh, an influencer we currently work with. Um, She has about 50K. When we worked with her, she had 30K. We've been working with her for a year now. And um, because she's small and we found her and she was super grateful to work with us and we work with her on a month to month basis and we only pay her commission and commission alone, we pay her $2,000 a month. And that is crazy from an influencer that only has 50k and she is like consistently making two thousand dollars a month for like almost a whole year now just from us and she posts three or four posts um a month and this is organic she just posts her workout videos 
um, and then she would wear our outfit. And then maybe at the end of the caption, she would include her discount code. Sometimes she wouldn't even include it. She would just say like, oh, outfit, BT Apparel. And she would also post on her TikTok channels, wearing our outfit, not necessarily um, promoting her discount code, but just wearing it and, you know, doing TikTok dances or, you know, doing a workout. And same thing, she would post on her Instagram story and sometimes she would do a swipe up. And just by doing that, she's, you know, making us so much revenue, just her alone. And so, you know, really, you just have to find the right person, take some time, don't rush it. If you find the right person, they will really help your business grow. That's really, that's really great to know. All right, let's just take a quick pause here for my BTS. Again, this could be uh, Bradley's 30 seconds behind the scenes, or it could be brainchild tactics, services, whatever you want BTS to stand for. Here is my 30 seconds. Uh, a lot of people have been uh, struggling with check-in times in Amazon warehouses. You know, you ship something even with a partner carrier and it could be sitting at their, their dock for like two weeks before it actually becomes available. So one thing that I've tested out is sometimes if, if, I, if it's gonna have me send Amazon inventory locally to a warehouse that's not too far away from me, like in the same state, what I do is instead of using a partner carrier, I've done tests where I actually use USPS and send it priority mail because it's really cheap to do that. And I send it priority mail and it gets there like in one or two days and they check it in like right away. So I've tried this three times in a row where I'll send one box via UPS and the same product via USPS on my own, on my own dime. And it actually always gets there way faster. So if you guys are having you know, trouble with a certain warehouse and Amazon is having you send everything there, try that as a test. Like try one box the, the regular way and try one sending it USPS if it's economically feasible for you. And it might be a lot faster for check-in. Another thing, you know, we didn't really uh, talk about too, too much the last time you were on the show, but Instagram live and, and reels and things like that are, are things that since you've been uh, on the show, I think have, have you know, exponentially grown uh, as far as how, how much people are using that. So how can a brand leverage, you know, let, let's say that we're not talking about the influencer here, but your own brand's uh, Instagram page, how can you leverage IG Live and, and Reels and things like that to, to help grow your presence? Yeah, so um, a few months ago, we I decided to do an IG Live before a product launch. So I think it was three hours before our product launch um, and keep in mind that we've been hyping up this IG live before about a week, we would post and say like, Hey, like, you know, don't forget, like count down to our IG live on this day at this time. Um, and we would post two or three times about it prior. And then, um, when the live came, I had me and my team, we would hop on IG live and talk to our customers. And then what we would do is we would actually try on the product that we are launching in three hours on live. And we would talk about, you know, how it feels and do a squat and show them that it's squat proof because that's what's important for leggings. Um, especially we do like vibrant light colors. So that's very important for customers to know that, oh, even though it's light color, it's squat proof. And then we would also talk about like, oh, this team member, um, bra size, jean size is this, she's this tall, she's wearing this size. Because for us, um, customers, number one question is always like, oh, I'm unsure about sizing. That's why I didn't buy. Oh, I don't want to exchange return. So we did that on live and the launch was one of the most successful launches we did. And the live was only for 30 minutes. We just, you know, talked about 
the product, talked about what we've been up to, answer any other questions that they had um, in the IG Live. And most of them were about the launch. So, you know, we're like basically doing customer service live. And then three hours later, we like pretty much sold out on the entire collection. So that wow. is an amazing idea for anyone, especially um, people seeing the founder coming out and talking to them on live and showing them the product and they feel this extra connection with the brand um, that has really worked well for us. And during the pandemic, we used IG Live, uh, you know, to make fun things. So one of the ones I mentioned earlier was we did like a bartender IG Live session. So one of our team members and someone else, we did an IG Live together and we were like making drinks, you know, live and pe people were home, right? So they were making it with us. And we would also do like an IG Live workout. And when you do an IG Live, Instagram puts your profile to the very front of um, the stories. So you're the first one that would pop up if you're doing an IG Live. So by doing that, you are gaining more exposure and Instagram is organically helping you push in front of um, all your followers. So IG Live really helps us. Um, although we do it like maybe once a month, we don't do it too often. Um, so that works good for us. And for IG Reels, what we've been doing is uh, kind of just posting the content that we made on TikTok on IG Reels, or we would make it on IG Reel and post it on TikTok. And, you know, for those content, it should be something that's like fun, short, attention grabbing so that, you know, you can catch people's eyeballs like right away. It's only 15 seconds. Um, so those are some things that anyone at any stage in their business should be trying out right now. And especially uh, a lot of places are going back into lockdown again. So that would be a really good strategy mm -hmm. to stay connected with your customers. Okay, cool. Now, I, I just happened to look at your Instagram, you know, I, I follow you personally uh, on Instagram, but I, I, I guess I didn't, I wasn't following your, your brand. And so when you mentioned, oh yeah, we, we've kind of pivoted from, from swimmer out, like while you were talking, I just was looking at it. Yeah. And as I was on your, on the, your, your brand's profile, uh, I noticed that, you know, when you go to the shop, it, it go, it seems it's going to like, it says Facebook shops is what it said, but I was, I was on Instagram. So like, that's something new to me. What, what's, what's that about? Yeah, I think they recently switched the shop to um, be connected to your Facebook shop. Also, I don't know if everyone's um, Instagram, what's it called, like interface got updated. But at the very bottom of the the bar where there's like home, your profile, the explore page, post, um, there's now a shop button in the middle for a lot of the users. Um, I think like... 90% of the users yeah, have got, a shop in the too, middle. Now that I look exactly. at it. Exactly. So now more than ever, we are do doing more shoppable posts. So we would tag the product um, so that people can like shop and buy right away. During Black Friday last week, we looked at the stats and um, from the Facebook shop was one of our top channels that traffic was coming through from. So that is definitely something um, people want to start doing, which is tagging their product in the post. Maybe not like every single one of your posts, but maybe every other one just to, you know, be in that shop page that Instagram just came out with. Okay, cool. Now, you're not selling, as we know, yet uh, on Amazon, but you're you're off Amazon, which is everything for you, uh, sales. What uh, what do you think you're going to be at uh, when at the at the end of uh, 2020 here, like overall, roughly revenue? 
Yeah. Um, last year we were about four hundred k, and then this year mm-hmm. we would be at one point five mil. Wow, amazing, amazing! And without Amazon, so man, I'm just like so excited to see what's going to happen once you do get on Amazon. But now, how does that break down? Then you know it's going to be at the uh, you said like one point five uh, million about the end of this year. Like, how much of that is just your dot com compared to? To, to this Facebook shop or your, your social media shops? What's the breakdown there? Um, social media is our number one uh, traffic source and revenue source, according to Google Analytics. Um, I would say maybe about 70, 80% from Instagram. And when I say Instagram, meaning like Instagram wow. and Facebook, because they're connected and sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to distinguish like where it's actually coming from and from social media it could be anything it could be from ig story it could be from facebook shop uh, now we've just started implementing facebook shop more so i can't say on that but 80 percent from social media and i would say about you know 15 percent from um our facebook ads and then maybe five percent from our email marketing but that being said, we do marketing on all channels and all of them show us great numbers. And I think it's a joint effort of, um, you know, Absolutely. every platform that we're using for marketing. And we also do SMS marketing. So that's working really uh, well for us and our um, demographic. But for top of funnel traffic, definitely coming from Instagram. So for the the Instagram, Facebook shop, What's like the fees involved in that? Obviously, that's what we call, you know, fulfilled by merchant. You know, you get the order there and you're shipping it out. So so not not thinking about the, the shipping fees, but but the percentage, you know, for, for Amazon sellers, whether they're doing fulfilled by merchant or whether they're doing fulfilled by Amazon, it, you know, Amazon is usually in almost all categories taking that that 15 percent. What's how does that work when you're on the Instagram or Facebook shop? I could be wrong, but there's no fee because it connects with um, our Shopify backend. It just links the Shopify ah. product feed and it just pulls data from Shopify and it just, you know, presents like it's automatic. So you just have to yeah. connect that and it would be good to go right away. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Wow. I mean, I know a lot of Amazon sellers just say, wait, don't threaten me with a good time right there in the zero <laughs> fees because because that 15 uh, percent is a is a killer sometimes, especially if you're growing a brand. You know, someone like you, you know, you've got that uh, big, uh, big brand uh, penetration. So people are willing to pay a premium. And 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 but when you're just starting off that the the big percentage that Amazon takes can be a, a killer for for some people who have a lower margin. So that's good to know as well. Now, what's What's just uh, in general, like your your big kind of prediction maybe for, for 2021 as far as it could be about influencer marketing, it could be about social media in general, like what what what, what do you think is, is a good chance uh, that the industry is going to move to next year? I think for 2021, TikTok is definitely going to be a, you know, one of the key players here um, in, you know, in our apparel space, there are multiple legging brands that like sold out or blew up overnight because you know the certain influencer wore their leggings or a sports bra and people were like going crazy in the comments and i've also seen this um apply to amazon products they would be like my th- this is my like top five picks on amazon gadgets that i found and then they would it, it would go crazy and so many people are posting about the same product so i definitely think tiktok is a great place um, especially if your price point 
uh, is a little bit lower, like in the ten to fifty dollar range. I would say is very good um, to promote on TikTok. Now, for influencer marketing, it will only become bigger because you know ad spend everywhere on Google, on YouTube,、um, on Facebook is going up so much, and influencer marketing hasn't really because a lot of people lost their Jobs maybe during the pandemic and influencer income became their main thing. So really, they're trying to focus more on that, and they could take any brand deal that you know they get offered. So I think influencer marketing will become even bigger. And if you can reach out to TikTokers or Instagrammers that are smaller now, maybe next year they'll they'll grow to a hundred k, five hundred k, just like that. You never know. So yeah, that's what I、cool. think. Yeah, try and get the next、uh, Charlie before <laughs> she goes too viral. I guess. Yeah. Sweet, sweet. All right. Well,、uh, Celine, you've been giving us a lot of tips and strategies throughout this episode, but but I'm not sure if we had this the last time you were on the show. But we we、uh, have this thing that we do every episode called the tss, the TST 30 second tip. So, what's something that you can give、uh, that you haven't talked about yet in 30 seconds or less that's highly actionable and and something that can really help、uh, people out there when it comes to social media marketing. Um. So I would say convey your brand message very clearly. Make sure that your brand stands out, and you are always, always telling a story wherever you're posting your product, or even your influencers are helping you post your product. They should be telling a story to their audience. Storytelling is the new thing, and make sure to incorporate that into influencer marketing or even email marketing and Facebook ads.、Um, and also, you know, like I said before. Make sure that you're finding the right influencers and using the right platform to work with them on, and always, always negotiate on pricing. I love it.、Yeah. I love it. Now,、uh, as you know, we establish you're definitely crushing it with your own business out there, but you also help other entrepreneurs、uh, with their, you know, social media through your agency. How, if people want to reach out to you to maybe you know follow up on some of these things that you talked about or to see about getting your help. With their、uh, brand and their social media campaigns, how can they find you on the interwebs? Yeah, so our agency website is、um, attribute a t t r i b u t e dot agency, or they can DM me、um, at Miss Dior with four S's dot Dior、um, with two R's, and they can also email me at contact at attribute dot agency. I love it. I love it. So thank you so much. For joining us today, and、uh, we definitely want to have you back, like maybe end of 2021, beginning of 2022, and hopefully that time now we'll be able to hear about your story about how you launched on on Amazon. Yes, yes, definitely. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot.